good day. Welcome. Hour number three of the Bill Michaels Show starting up. Cassidy Hill coming up here in about 15 minutes. Stay tuned. The Journal Sentinel. Interesting uh, piece, though, that she had put together. I was... uh, I was checking that out, that um, one of the things that, and this is interesting, because normally you would assume the sidelines are up, they're upbeat, they're, they're you know, fired up, whatever you want to call it, and uh, had a sit-down with Rasul Douglas, and he said, this is the first time, maybe in a while, that they really believed they were going to win, that they, they brought the, I mean, the energy, the attitude on the sideline, like, no, we got this. First time they'd really seen it. He talks about it. It's an interesting piece if you go to uh, the Journal Sentinel and see those interviews there. But uh, she she had uh, put some really interesting stuff together that part of the reason the you know a lot of guys defensively believed that they were going to win that game was because they just believed they were going to win that game. It makes you kind of wonder what... Uh, you know, look, uh, we, we've talked about this, that winning is the ultimate deodorant. You know, all the bad stink goes away if you win. But it kind of makes you wonder when you think of a professional football team and guys getting paid and all that, why do you not believe you're going to win? Sometimes it's just an attitude of – an attitude, I guess. I, I don't know how to put it. We suck because we suck. Yeah, we suck because we suck. That's what he said last week. This week, we just we looked at each other and believed, yeah, we got this. And suddenly you really believed it. So, there you go. Interesting, though. Interesting stuff. We'll talk with her about that coming up here in in about 15 minutes. Uh, By the way, for those that think uh, that Josh McDaniel is going to get fired at the end of the season, uh, the word is no. And it's not because they don't think he's a bad coach, because many people do. Remember, John Gruden got booted last year in the midst, uh, only a few years in, to a 10-year fully guaranteed contract for $100 bucks, And now Josh McDaniel, and I don't know what his contract uh, length was. Ben, do you remember what McDaniel signed for? Was it five years or four years or something like that? I'll find it. Uh, it was probably minimal of three, but... It, it's quite a bit of money that was guaranteed four. up front for you, four-year deal. So chances are that they uh, apparently, according to Jim Plaschke, they can't afford to pay uh, John Gruden and Josh McDaniel and a new head coach. They don't. They don't have that. They're cash poor. They don't have that kind of money. They don't have the ability to do it. Probably you you, the only time an NFL team wishes they were a college team because this is right? where. People in my world would step in. take the booster money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the boosters step in in the college world. But, yeah, they don't have the money. One of the reasons they, they can't get rid of the guy is just because they can't pay the guy. And in the meantime, I mean, God, what a spot to be in. First of all, Gruden had to go away, not by your own doing. By his own doing and by the league having the, you know, the the thought to hunt for him, so to speak, out of that whole Washington Commanders fiasco, which still is mind-boggling. <laughs> We're here a year, year and a half later, and that's it. That's the only guy, other than Daniel Snyder being called to Capitol Hill, that anything has happened to, right? That's just bizarre within itself. And uh, And then... They can't afford to pay Josh McDaniel as well. So and and Gruden got all his money regardless 
was guaranteed. Was guaranteed. Um, if you really, and and this comes from uh, uh, the Nicholas Bowling Show, says, I never understood guaranteeing coaches all this money for so long. The lead changes so often. I don't have any pity, any pity on Mark Davis for giving John Gruden that contract. Never. Because it was stupid. Basically, John Gruden was making a ton of money to be in the broadcast booth alongside Mike Tirico. He was getting a boatload of money. And then when Tirico went to NBC and then they brought in somebody else, I can't remember. But Gruden had it made. He could have been the the Monday Night Football forever analyst guy. And ESPN was paying him a boatload of money to do it. So Mark Davis knew he had to way overpay if that was the guy he wanted. And with the Chucky thing and the stare and the, the whole, he's a Raider guy. Okay, yeah, whatever. He's not that good of a head coach. And, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he took Tony Dungy's team and got a Super Bowl. So he overpaid. He saw the shiny object and way overpaid, and now he's stuck. He's stuck with a bad dude. I can't imagine anybody being stupid enough to hire Josh McDaniel as a head coach ever again. I, I just, I, I can't. There are guys, and, and this is not a bad thing, okay? This is not a knock. But there are guys in this league that have coached in this league that people always complain about. I can't believe that guy never got a head coaching job. It's crazy. It's, you know, that are really, really good at, at coordination. But when you become a head coach, it is, an, it, you know, it's not just a matter of coming in with your philosophy and, and if you're a play caller or whatever and bringing that. It is a whole different thing. Ray Rhodes, and I watched Ray Rhodes work. Ray Rhodes was a tremendous defensive coordinator. Tremendous. And what my first year in 99 was the first year that Ray Rhodes came in. And I got to know Ray pretty good. Ray was a guy that was, he would work 40 hours on a one-hour project. You know? It, it it was like there was just it, there was never any organization. It was kind of like you're always catching up, fly by the seat of your pants. As a defensive coordinator, he had one job. That's all you had to do. But as a head coach, you're everything. You know, you're sitting with the medical staff. You're sitting with the offensive unit. You're sitting with the defensive unit. You're sitting with the special teams unit. You got to do your show. You got to you know answer the front office. You got general manager meetings. You got everything. All that stuff. Whereas the defensive coordinator, you just take care of the defense. That's it. That's it. So I I honestly think that there are guys that don't get opportunities. It's because, white or black, by the way, it doesn't matter. But I just think it's because they're better at being coordinators than they are the organizational skills to be a head coach. Just my opinion. Uh, good question. When is Eric Bieniemy going to get a chance? That's... That's been nagging a lot of people. Now, remember, Biennemi had really good seasons with Kansas City, and then he had that down year. And then they said, well, it was Eric Biennemi and Andy Reid, and they did this and that, and they, 
you know, helped torpedo the offense. And then he kind of backed off a little bit. And since then, I mean, the play calling for the most part has been pretty good. And Kansas City, after losing Tariq Hill and bringing in Equinemia St. Brown and a couple other guys to fortify that offense, uh, they've been good. Now, granted, whenever you got Travis Kelsey, um, you know, as your tight end, it's going to be really good too. But it, it's it, – I keep wondering too, when is Eric Bieniemy going to get a legitimate shot? Sometimes it's not necessarily how good you are. It's who you know, and that's the shame of it. it really is. So anyway, uh, going getting back to Josh McDaniel, I – Tremendous offensive coordinator and works extremely well with Bill Belichick, but he is not Bill Belichick by any stretch of the imagination. He's just not. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877-867-1670. This goes back to uh, Mark saying uh, the sustainability for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, He said that a couple of weeks ago. He did, but he didn't say that yesterday. It was a question that was posed to him by Tim Van Voren of Fox 6. At least that's what I gathered out of that conversation. And he said, no disrespect, Tim, but the sustainability thing, I'm going to stay away from that word. And it's because he had made the statement of this is not sustainable. This is, for, to, to be exact, I'm not talking about Aaron. He, Aaron Rodgers didn't bring it up yesterday. He didn't say it. He said it weeks ago, but he didn't say it yesterday. It was a question that was brought to him. Take a listen. I don't know. I mean, sustainable has become one of those words that gets said a little bit too much, I think, this year. So I'm going to stay away from the sustainable. There you go. He's going to stay away from it. That's it. Uh, And, again, I think people are making too big a deal out of it. I think uh, at this point in time, I think all you can do is focus on Tennessee and not worry about the rest of the season. That's it. Can't think about anything else. Just worry about Tennessee. You're you're literally. I know. You know. Coaches used to say uh, it's a one week season. We don't have a season. We've got a one week. That's it. And then they put all their their eggs into that basket and move on. Uh, but I think that's really the mentality you have to have. Because if you start to think about where you'll win, where you'll lose, and this and that. Who cares at this point? Right now, you just got to get past Thursday. Then you're going to have 10 days to bask in the glow a little bit and then move on. But for the rest of it, psh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. Not a bit. 877-867-1670. Want to hit us up? Do it! 877-867-1670. Uh, coming up next, got Cassidy Hill, the Journal Sentinel. Good stuff she got out of Rasul Douglas talking about We Finally Believe. So I'll get into that conversation with her. This portion of the program brought to you by our buddy Dwayne at Dwayne's Cover It All up in Wausau. Uh, the best canvas boat cover, boat cover, upholstery cover provider, whether it's an outside canvas, inside canvas, whatever it happens to be, he's got it for you. He can help you out uh, this time of year, especially if you're talking about storage and such and uh, you need some work done in the off season. great time to do it. Also, if you have office furniture, Rather than going out and buying new, everybody's trying to cut costs right now with inflation. Go ahead and get them recovered. Get them redone over at uh, Dwayne's Cover It All. Go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's Cover It All.com. That is Dwayne's Cover It All.com. Or calling 715-870-2119. 715-870-2119. That is it. Cassidy Hill, the Journal Sentinel, joining us next on The Bill Michael Show. 
covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you. This portion of the program brought to you by Lisa Lee Ortel Real Estate. And she can help you with your real estate needs. And whether you're looking to buy, sell, or even invest in property right now, follow her on Facebook and email her at lisamoveswi at gmail.com. lisamoveswi at gmail.com. Or give her a call, 414-617-6798. they got a team of experts over there. 1% closing cost credit right now, up to three grand, and they can help you. Get free mortgage refinancing right now on loans closed this year. So a lot of incentive there to get a hold of Lisa. Again, 414-617-6798 or uh, just simply email her, lisamoveswi at gmail.com. That's lisamoveswi at gmail.com and get a hold of her good people over there. Cassidy Hill now joining us at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel over on the hotline. Cassidy, how you doing? I'm doing good, Bill. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Uh, really interesting stuff. I saw out of your piece uh, on the journals in the Journal Sentinel the uh, video of Rasul Douglas. Uh, was that somewhat surprising you for the first time to hear him say that you know we we kind of believe we could win? It was, and I'll tell you why. And it's because it beca- it came from Rasul. Rasul does not sugarcoat things. He does not say cliche things. He does not, you know. Act like something's there when there's not. Rasul is is always realistic, grounded in reality, and says exactly what he thinks. I don't know if you saw, but three days earlier, I had posted a video with Rasul where I asked him a question about you know some of the different difficulties they've gone through, and he stopped me and said, "No, we suck because we suck." So, you know, Rasul is never one to to sugarcoat, and so the fact that. He is the one who said, like, oh, we knew the whole time we were going to win. That's what stood out because he wouldn't just say that unless it was true. And then to hear, you know, he, he was telling me how um, Jonathan Abram, the new safe, going up and down the sideline and, and saying, we're going to win this game. We're going to win it by three. And that's when they were down mm-hmm. by 14 in the fourth. And there was just a belief from that sideline that entire game that they were going to win. And, you know, Sammy Watkins, I had a long conversation with him about it yesterday as well. And he had talked to me after the Detroit game just about how things just felt broken almost and and nothing felt right. And then he said yesterday, he said, it was so different on Sunday, Cassidy. We never doubted that we were going to win that game, even when we were down by 14. And so it was a palpable difference for guys that wouldn't be saying it was different unless it was. And so I think that's what stood out. Not even so much that, that they said that it felt different on the sideline, but who was saying it? Because those are guys that not, would not just say that. Is that the first time you've heard that like this year? Yeah. <laughs> Easily. Yes. I don't think I've heard anything along those lines all year. 
That's interesting because you just figure guys always believe they're going to win it. it. You know, sometimes, I've always said this, there's something missing. There's something innate. You can't put your finger on it. It can be like a dull atmosphere or not an energized atmosphere. or Because we've all been there where you go to work, but you're not excited to go to work. And then you get that job that you just love and you can't wait to go to work. And you're still doing the same right. thing. It's just the people. It's the atmosphere. It's the whatever. And it's, it just feels like it, that's been missing all season long, right? Right. A, a belief that they were good, an expectation to win. And it's something that Aaron Rodgers has asked for in recent weeks. He said a couple of weeks ago, you know, the difference, he said, when we start expecting to win instead of just hoping to win is when the change will come. And on Sunday, they expected to win. And so, you know, when they got punched in the mouth, down by 14, they didn't fold, which in recent weeks is, is what would have happened. They would have folded at that point. And instead, they punched back. And that's mm-hmm. the difference between a team that hopes to win and a team that expects to win. Now, I guess you try to, you know, perpetuate that forward and say, well, how do you feel this week? Do you feel like you're going to win this week? I don't think you can go that far. But does it feel like even now a different energy than what it was, say, in weeks prior? Yeah. And it's hard to say for sure, yes, because the energy, they've still kept it loose. They've kept it, um, you know, light for as much as possible. Um, you know, after they lost the two in a row and then the three in a row, Matt LaFour said he still wants the guys to have fun. And so they, they were purposely trying to do that. Um, last week, they were really, really loose in the locker room. I'm sorry, that was before Detroit. They were really, really loose mm-hmm. in the locker room, and then we saw how that worked. And so... This week, though, just one second, Bill, sorry about that. Sure, go ahead. Had to sneeze real quick. Um, no, it's okay. This week, I noticed yesterday in the locker room, like, all of the DBs were were huddled around the table together. And it's been a while since we've seen them sitting down together like that. Um, you know, they were playing games, and they were eating together, and... uh Earlier this week, we saw, like, um, Sammy Watkins and Alan Lazard, like, like picking on each other. There had always, it had never felt like a funeral home, but it was a lot lighter this week. It felt like a weight had been lifted for everyone. You know, they got that monkey off their back, and they got the win. They stopped the losing streak. You know, can they keep it rolling versus Tennessee? That's a tough ask. That's a tough team, but their mindset has shifted at least, and that's a huge part of it. Now, uh, Kylan Hill, uh, he gets released, and a lot of people thought that, you know, hey, if they get done with, uh, you know, Amari Rodgers, Kylan Hill was going to be the next guy to step in and either return right, punts right. and or yeah. kicks. And to hear that he was kind of, for lack of a better term, pouting was interesting. I mean, uh, that was a little bit somewhat surprising because we had not really been privy to that information before. Yeah, when the news came out, that one really shocked me because, like you, I, I thought he would be the one to step in. And, you know, he was their third running back. And, and so it, it really was surprising to see him go. But then you hear Matt LaFleur yesterday, you know, kind of a, a, 
make it clear. He didn't so much as say the words, but he made it clear that Calvin Hill was let go because of everything that because of things that were happening off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, just an expectation of of what you're supposed to do as a teammate in the locker room, um, and they felt like Calvin Hill was not holding up to that. Um, I, I don't know all the details, but I, I do know that when you're behind Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. You're probably not going to get a lot of touches, but you have to understand that it's because you're behind Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. You're behind the best one-two punch in the NFL, and and you're going to have to wait your time. Um, I, I want to go over to the offense and talk a little bit more about Christian Watson and the coming out party. I know it feels great. I know that he feels great. Rogers now looks at him and says, "You know, hey, good to see Christian have that kind of a game." Uh, the word sustainable does not want to be used by Aaron Rodgers, but I'll ask you, does Christian Watson feel like now that he's gotten that monkey off his back that this is now sustainable? Three touchdowns a game is not sustainable. But feeling confident that you can hold on to the ball is huge. Feeling confident that you can run those routes and that you can get off those DBs is is big. Now, DBs are going to focus on him. You know, I would not be surprised on Thursday. Granted, Tennessee has a really bad passing defense, um, but they have what they have the best rush defense in the NFL. So they're going to have to throw it again Thursday. I wouldn't be surprised if we see DBs come up on the line and press them. Um, you know, try to get him off of his mark and then throw him off. He still has the top line speed to make up for it, but you know, what? How is he going to react? Now that a game plan shifts towards him, that's what I want to see. He got, like you said, he got the monkey off his back with the drops and, and getting the touchdown under his belt. That's huge for his confidence. Now, what does he do with the attention? That's going to be interesting. The uh, the the offensive line, and we know we've talked about that because it's been such an issue all season long. Are things now starting to get comfortable? Uh, guys, you know, because Josh Nyman's been a regular. We've seen David Bakhtiari be more of a regular. Elton Jenkins be more of a regular. We, are things now getting comfortable for the offensive line as well? I feel like it'd be jinxing them to say yes. But if they can, <laughs> right. keep, if they can keep this five out there, then they're set. The, the question is always, you know, will David Bakhtiari be available week to week? because that is a week-to-week thing now. It's a day-to-day thing. Um, It's a play-to-play thing. But they seem to have slightly found a groove with, you know, not practicing him every day of the week and then letting him play on Sunday. What will be interesting, though, is this week, because, sure, it's less practice, but it's also less of a turnaround. Can he play on Thursday after playing on Sunday? What is that knee going to do? But when he's out there, he's solid. He hasn't allowed a sack or a quarterback hit all season. Josh Nyman is in his rightful spot now at right tackle. With these five are out there, that's a really, really solid offensive line. But, if, you know, again, the question is keeping them out there. with Because when David Bakhtiari goes out, everything gets thrown into a blender. So if, if they can keep David Bakhtiari healthy, especially on the short week, That'll be huge against a tough, tough Tennessee defensive line. 
I'm talking with Cassidy Hill of the Journal Sentinel at Cassidy G Hill over on Twitter. Uh, go to the defense. Nobody's really talked a lot anyway about the loss of Rashawn Gary. It seems like he just picked up and kept on moving, and we really didn't dwell on it. But it has changed things. Guys have began. I hate to use the cliche step up, but with Kenny Clark getting double teamed, it seems like it, they're they're now bringing it from different areas. They've got to figure out ways to be creative, and it's almost like it's a good thing in the sense. And I'm not saying that Rashawn Gary getting hurt is good, but it's a good thing in the sense that creativity now seems to be a part of this defense. Yes, because it was lacking, if we're being honest. Um, you saw Kenny Clark get double-teamed almost all night versus Dallas, and because of that, Jared Reed ended with three quarterback pressures. You know, Jared Reed had mm-hmm. a chance to get through. He is not Rashawn Gary, but I'm really, really impressed with the rookie, Kingsley and Ibarre. He has just really come along so much faster than anybody thought he would myself included, probably even faster than Kingsley thought he would. And again, there is no replacement for Rashawn Gary, but there is a stopgap. And I think they have something in Kingsley and Ibarre. They're probably going to get Tifa Nalei back in the next week or two. Um, and like you said, you're seeing other guys step up. You know, Jared Reed um, using the opportunities that were there on Sunday night. You know, TJ Slayton is really good when he's in there. He's such a force. And so you're also seeing more blitzes, which you needed because you lost so much of your pass rush with Rashawn Gary. And so do we see Joe Barry blitz more and more? Can we see some corner blitzes, some safety blitzes, you know, mm-hmm. nickel blitzes if you've got um, Darnell Savage in there? Do we see, like you said, more creativity there? That's the key to replacing Rashawn Gary, at least for the time being. But, uh, again, really impressed with what King Leaning Barry has been able to do. Uh, real quick, injury update. Uh, at what point did you think you're going to see Randall Cobb this week, or is it going to be uh, you know one more week without him? And then obviously the update on Romeo Dobbs, because he's at least a few more weeks away before he starts heading back to the practice field too, correct? Right. Randall Cobb is now eligible to be activated. They cleared up a roster spot for him with the yeah. two releases yesterday. He is in that three-week window now where he has returned to practice. He thought he might would be elevated for this Thursday night game. Um, they they have until tomorrow to do it. Um, but then yesterday, so initially he thought he would be ready. Yesterday, though, he sort of backtracked when asked about it. Um and said, well, you know, it's not up to me. That's up to the, the upstairs. And so we'll see if he is elevated for tomorrow or if they just say, hey, it, you know, it's not worth it. Let's give him uh, one more, a couple more days to get ready. Um, because then after this game, you got 10 days before your next game. Romeo Dobbs' injury takes four to six weeks to recover from. I don't know if he's had surgery yet. I know Eric Stokes is having surgery today. Okay. And I'm trying to remember when Romeo Dobbs is having surgery. Um, or, or if he even required surgery. Romeo Dobbs may not have required surgery. I'm not exactly sure. I will find out on that for, for you, though. Um, okay. But Romeo Dobbs has been in the locker room. He's been scooting around on his little scooter. He doesn't have a boot on all the time. Some of that may just be to help with swelling. Um but he's he's in very, very good spirits. He seems to think that he'll make 
a full recovery in a short amount of time. I talked to him about it last week, and he was he was not worried at all about the recovery time or or bouncing back and and being hampered, um, which is big for Romeo Jobs because he can he can sort of get down on himself at times, yeah. and so that's why it stood out to me that he seemed so so positive about how quickly he was going to recover. So that's a good sign for the Packers. Cassidy, great stuff as always. I appreciate it, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. We'll keep paying attention, okay? Perfect. Thanks, Bill. Have a great day. Thanks, Cassidy. Cassidy Hill over at uh, Cassidy G. Hill on Twitter and uh, the Journal Sentinel. Good stuff with Rasul Douglas talking about the will to win and uh, how they felt they were going to win this past Sunday. Hopefully that uh, continues tomorrow night. By the way, breaking news, the Houston Texans have claimed Amari Rodgers. There you go. Houston just got a lot better, right? Uh, Houston's on the climb upward. It's going to play the sounder. <laughs> Sorry. I still Is Amari Rogers going to the Houston Texans really a sounder-worthy moment? Uh, it, it depends who you are, how you look you at gotta it. Add, yeah, well, I know. In your world, that's a giggly moment. I get it. Uh, but I, I don't know if it's a sounder-worthy moment unless it's the sounder played backwards. Looking for some devil connotations, like off of an old Led Zeppelin album or something. But <laughs> nevertheless, yeah, it's uh, it's true. Amari Rogers going to the Houston Texans. There you go. Uh, let's, we're going to step away, take a quick break. We're going to come back. Uh, a lot more to get to, and and uh, we will hear from Randall Cobb himself. Stay tuned. We got more coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. This is a, a really tough league, and I'm obviously coming off with a significant injury, and uh, we, we got a seven-game season, and I'm preparing myself to continue to push today and tomorrow. Obviously, it's a little difficult because I haven't practiced in four weeks, and we have a short week, and we just have walkthroughs this week. So we'll see as we go day-to-day how it goes and, and leave that decision up to upstairs. Welcome back to the program. Those are the words of Randall Cobb. Could use him. Could use him. Uh, you get a guy like Randall Cobb, who is very good when the play begins to break down. Uh, you put him uh, on the opposite side of Christian Watson. You have Lazard, who's the pretty good route runner. Tanyan, who's your you know, sure-handed tight end. And uh, what the run game offers, it just... It's like I'm trying to talk myself into this larger modicum of hope might be the best way to put it that there that things are things are turning the corner you know I, I don't know I I can't unsee Detroit unfortunately I, I don't know if if Rogers you know was 100 percent that that was rock bottom or if that was really just a foreshadow as to what the team really is I, I i don't know i don't know 877-867-1670 uh you can hit us up uh, if you want to give us a buzz you can also find us on twitter facebook youtube as well go to youtube.com slash uh bill michaels show you can find us on twitch tv and email the program as well v bill michaels at gmail.com uh i just retweeted this and and ben i saw you sent this to me uh, look i know there are people that either love him or hate him, uh, Paul Allen uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. 
Uh, I love Paul. Paul's a terrific guy. We've, you know, we've argued, we've agreed, we've discussed. Uh, it's always, always great yeah, because I love people that make me think. And, but Paul Allen, if you talk about an enthusiastic broadcaster, um, you, I just retweeted it. You got to watch Paul Allen. Somebody recorded him uh, via TikTok uh, as the final moments of the bigger moments of the game this past weekend wound down. You got to watch it. I just recommend it. I know it's painful if you're a Packers fan. I get it. Believe me, you got because it, it sucks. But Paul Allen is is just if if anything, he is unbelievably entertaining, and uh, and that's all you can ask a broadcaster to be. And you talk about passionate. He is incredibly passionate. But go watch it. Go go, go watch. <laughs> go watch what I just retweeted. Yeah, big time. It's a really, really good piece. Really good piece. Um, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, feel free. Again, 877-867-1670. Our buddy Steve uh, in Ridgefield writes, so looking ahead to the Packer game tomorrow and after, and if the Packers can hold Derrick Henry to less than 125 yards, we've got a chance. Packers need to win both lines of scrimmage, which, in my opinion, makes the O-line and D-line keys to this game. If the Packers can generate 100-plus yards on the ground and blend in some crossers, Take a couple more deep shots with Christian Watson. That may loosen up the Titans' defense a bit. Now we're looking forward. If the Packers can get a win tomorrow, they're going to have a mini-bye, then two road games at Philly and Chicago before another week of rest. Remember, they have a full-bye week after that. If they split those two road games, the last four can be doable. After the bye that the Packers uh, should be getting healthy, and if they can uh, still stay hot, it could be a fun ride, or it could also be uh, also horribly go wrong. And I'm a half as I'm a glass half full kind of guy, and I'm thinking and hoping uh, that they can right the ship. Packers win in the cold tomorrow, twenty three twenty. I'll be heading to Eagle River tomorrow. Good luck uh, to all the hunters this weekend. Please be safe. That's our buddy Steve in Richfield. Yeah, it's Hunters Weekend this weekend. Got all the hunters starting to head north. Oh, good thing they're not playing on Sunday then. Yeah. Play on Thursday. You get the right? full weekend. Oh, 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 oh. Don't have to watch the you Badgers know, play. That's for sure. This, well, this is the, yeah, right. This is the, uh, this is the call this weekend. So if you're a hunter uh, and you're not taking off to go up north early, then at least Thursday night you get the game and then probably taking off on Friday if you're going to go hunting. So on your way up, you're listening to the program. You get into the Northwoods, turn on Tomahawk up. Listen to the program. Marshfield, listen to the the program. Shawano, Clintonville, Menominee, Marinette, all up in the area. You know, if you go to Northwoods towards Pembine and Company, listen to the program. We're everywhere. We're like the wind. We have affiliates all over the joint. Do you think your there voice you would scare away the deer? I'm a very soothing person when I need to be. And if I, I get a call from a tree stand somewhere and they need me to, you know, tone it down a little bit because uh, I'm blasting out of the earpieces, I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> I honestly I think it passes the time although I will say this I gotta believe this year is going to be one of the larger as they call it harvests uh in, in recent history with just by the sheer count of deer on the side of the road that I've seen hit in my travels this year I I don't think I've ever seen this many deer hit on the roadways of Wisconsin as I have this season I it Hey, man, I, I've done a lot of traveling this year. Don't get me wrong, but all my it was like every two, three, four miles there was another deer 
on the side of the road. I mean, they were everywhere this year. And I love, like, you know, my old house, I had a salt lake in the back, and I love when the small deer came up and, you know, the the, the corn thing and everything. And I, I, I'm not much of a hunter, but I love to go fishing and such. But, you know, I loved watching them and stuff in the, in the yards. And those deer really, unless they got way out into the farmland, really weren't into any kind of danger. But uh, I loved watching them and all that kind of stuff. But I know, hunters, man, I got a lot of friends that hunt. I mean, they've been gearing up for this. They were at Dunham's the other day. They're all buying ammunition and, you know, and they were buying extra, you know, heating gear and all that kind of stuff for the tree stands. And, you know, a lot of them went up north a couple weeks ago to make sure the tree stands, one, were still there, two, were very secure, or three, to put them up. So, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a big deal, big time. So uh, good luck uh, to all the hunters. In it. And like, you know, our buddy Steve said, stay safe. Holy mackerel. Stay safe. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Buzzard Billy. Speaking of heading up north, they're heading out into the hunting territory. Our friends in La Crosse, you go north a little bit, you come back to La Crosse, go to Buzzard Billy's Little Victory Feast, head upstairs, Starlight Lounge, martinis, cocktails, bourbon, scotches, all that good. You're just waiting for the Rat Pack to arrive because it was like frozen back in 1956. Awesome place, both of them, fantastic. That is out there in La Crosse. Buzzard Billy, Starlight Lounge, right upstairs. Great food, great atmosphere. Tell them we sent you. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers making roster moves. They released running back Kylan Hill and replaced him with backup Patrick Taylor. And they cut former third-round pick Amari Rogers after he struggled again with punt returns. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. You know, Amari, that one that one uh, hurts uh, a lot because I know how much this meant to him. And he did everything we asked him to do. He was a great teammate. He worked his tail off. But, you know, we are in a production-based business, and... You know, it's unfortunate. Amari Rogers had five fumbles so far this season. Randall Cobb has known Amari since he was 12 years old, the son of Cobb's position coach at Kentucky. I love the kid. No, he's a, he's a, he's a great kid. He goes about things the right way. He prepares the right way. Things happen in the business, and this is a man's league, and you got to understand that. you got to perform. The Packers host the 6-3 and three Tennessee Titans tomorrow night. Head coach Mike Vrabel says his defense will keep an eye on Christian Watson after his three-touchdown performance against the Cowboys. There's a definite skill set. There's a size. There's a speed. You know, they've handed it to him, you know, in motion. They've got him on catch and runs, and they've, you know, worked him down the field. So it looks like he should be coming into the game with a lot of confidence after Sunday. Christian Watson on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio last night. Some of the young wide receivers have been painted as scapegoats for the Packers' problems, despite... Aaron Rodgers' absence during OTAs, which isn't sitting well with some there. You know, I don't, I don't really pay attention. Uh, I don't really think any any of us rookies, you know, pay attention to you know what's going on in the media or you know we're we're in there, we're in the facilities, we're practicing, uh, we're around twelve, you know, for for hours. We we already have kind of a sense and a feeling of you know what he's feeling and. Uh, you know, I, we never got any, you know, bad energy or, or bad vibes from him. That's Packers rookie receiver Christian Watson. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Yeah, it is. Welcome. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, uh, a nice article in uh, Touchdown Wire about Christian Watson. Um 
And one of the things that uh, rings true and very loudly in this is that, um, you know, his teammates, including Aaron Rodgers, believed in him after the first few drops in the Cowboys game. Now, as Aaron Rodgers very much indicated, he said, look, we had other plays designed. There really wasn't anybody else. It wasn't like I could check down and start going to other guys. It was, you know, this was stuff for Watson. And with other guys being banged up right now, I don't have a lot of choices. So he had to go back to him. And then Christian Watson, after he went onto the sideline, and a lot of guys, you know, including the head coach, came over and said, hey, we're, we're coming back to you. So you, you can't sit here and, and bemoan the fact that you dropped another pass. You can't get down on yourself and you can't feel bad or humiliated. you got to pick it up and let's go. We're coming back to you which kind of took his mind off of what had happened and started thinking about what's to come. And then sure enough, um, you know, obviously he goes, he goes on to, he goes on to bigger and better things and has the, uh, the weekend that he did. So uh, a lot of faith by his teammates and his head coach and more so Aaron Rodgers is what kept, uh, you know, Christian Watson, you know, kind of up on the sidelines and into the game during that Cowboys game. Now, the biggest question is, and will remain until he proves it differently. What does that mean? Does it mean any? It doesn't mean any. This Sunday's done, and you want to say that was great. You know, the last time anybody did that to the Cowboys in the rookie season was Randy Moss. Let's go on and have a career like Randy Moss. Oh my goodness, Randy Moss coming out of, of a small school, the Ohio Bobcats, and you know all that kind of stuff. Your boy, that'd be great if he could be the next Randy Moss coming out of a smaller school. That'd be awesome. But right now, you just got to worry about Tennessee. If you can do this against Tennessee, yeah, you're on to something, man. You start stacking success like that. Last time the Packers were like this, they ended up reeling off eight straight. And the only last time they lost after reeling off the eight straight like that, suddenly, next thing you know, was uh, they were down in Atlanta losing in the NFC Championship game, which they had no business being there to begin with. But they uh, they, they made a season out of it. So maybe that can happen again. I don't know. I think the likelihood of it is is this is a far, far, far different team. But, you know, I mean, at least now you've got, as I had said on Sunday, immediately following the game on the Green and Gold postgame show, I said, look, you've got, you're resuscitated. You've got a breath, of, you got a, you got a pulse. You got a breath of fresh air. You got a pulse. You got a little bit of hope. So hang in there, you know. Hang in there, but a, a nice article out of Touchdown Wire all about Christian Watson and uh, why Sunday meant so much to him, not just on the field and catching the three passes, but on the off the you know kind of off to the sidelines prior to what actually happened before those three passes were hauled in. So good stuff there. Good, good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, do it. 877-867-1670. Uh, this was from Scott. Scott says, uh, hey, unit. Uh, he says, uh, tomorrow, how are they going to stop Derrick Henry? This is one of the worst tackling teams in the NFL. As much as I appreciate the fact that they kind of held the Cowboys at the end to get the win, Derrick Henry's going to run wild all over this team because they are fundamentally unsound. Um, it's, it's what Joe Barry talked about yesterday. Uh, look, you can scheme for whatever, and you can put the right guy in the right place at the right time to fill the gap, to fill the hole, to be there, to break it down, square, toes tapping, feet locked up on this guy. And Derrick Henry can go and throw him a juke left, juke right, watch the hips, go where the hips go, blah, blah, blah. But if you lead with your head and don't get your arms out, don't wrap up, don't hit him low, don't hang on, 
Yeah, it's all for naught. So can they? Sure they can. Will they? That's a whole other story. I wish I could answer that. I wish I could feel confident in answering that. But I don't. I think right now, like many of you, I think we're all excited. We're all looking forward to the game. It's kind of fun that it's a quick turnaround. Unless, of course, you're a player and you're waiting for your body to heal up. But it's kind of fun that it's a quick turnaround. And now you you just anticipate what's to come. But I think we're all sitting back going, okay, do it again. Do it again. Make me believe. Do it again. That's what we're waiting for. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors. Go to PellaWI.com. They got zero down, zero payment, zero interest. Two years right now, and man, I love my new patio door. I was just down in the great room a little bit earlier. Temperature right there, 70 degrees, doesn't change. Perfect. Love it. Just love it. I couldn't love it anymore if I had to. I can just, I can almost feel it saving me money compared to what it was over the last two years. Go to PellaWI.com. That is Pella. WI.com or call them 855-PELLA-WI. Stay tuned. Another hour yet to go coming up right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.